0: production Your morning agenda with Natasha Belling
1: Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Thursday, the 20th of May. There are growing calls for the federal government to urgently roll out a hard-hitting education campaign to encourage more Australians to get vaccinated. It comes as the Prime Minister is hosing down concerns about vaccine hesitancy after new data emerged suggesting close to a third of Australians have no plans to get a COVID jab. One of the medical experts behind our first national education campaign on HIV-AIDS, which included the famous Grim Reaper ads, says more needs to be done. Here is Professor Bill Botel on 10.
0: The Australian people are not persuaded, so we definitely need a far better campaign that is a long way away from the turgid and ineffective campaign that's been mounted so far.
1: It comes as the government flags a change in the storage of the Pfizer vaccine from five days to a month, making it more widely available and easier to roll out in pharmacies and GPs. Here is Federal Health Minister Greg
2: Hunt. That would open up general practice and uh, pharmacy options with Pfizer. So that's a a very important development. TGA will assess it, uh, but they work very closely with their European and uh, North American counterparts.
1: Overseas now, and a third Australian has died of COVID in India as a deadly second wave continues to sweep through the country. 51 year old Sunil Khanna from Sydney was caring for his parents when all three tested positive to COVID. Mr. Khanna died at the end of last month, a day before his mother passed away. His brother is now begging for their father to be let into Australia, saying the healthcare system in India has collapsed. Here is the Council of Indian Australians, Mowat Kumar.
0: They really have to get their act together. They have to take the bull by the horns and do something because literally now it's a matter of life and death. And as we know that this is a third tragedy now, uh, my fear is that it will keep happening until we get all Australians back home.
1: The Israeli Prime Minister says he will push ahead with a military operation in Gaza despite calls for a de-escalation from the U.S., President Joe Biden has told his counterpart he expects the country to move on the path to a ceasefire. White House Deputy Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre says the pair have spoken multiple times.
2: The president spoke with Prime Minister Netanyahu again this morning,
1: the fourth time that President Biden has spoken with the Prime Minister, Prime Minister Netanyahu in, in this week, in this past week. More than 200 people have died from the violence so far, and thousands more have been injured. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. And we start in South Australia this morning and police could be on the verge of solving a 70-year-old mystery. They've exhumed the remains of a person long referred to as the Somerton Man, whose body was found at a local beach in 1948, but he was never formally identified. Speculation over the years has suggested he was a Cold War spy, a jilted lover, or perhaps a sailor. Our reporter, Sean Maynard, has the latest from Adelaide.
2: Yeah, that's right, Tash. This is a case that's long thrown up some questions no-one's ever been able to answer. The body of this man was found lying against the seawall at Summerton Park way back in December 1948. That's why he's long been called the Summerton Man. His identity never established, even after a police investigation and a coronial inquest. The only clues, a suitcase, items of clothing and a, a torn scrap of paper found in his pocket with the Persian words, to ma'am should, that means it is finished. Well, it now appears this case is far from finished. Police reopening their investigations and Detective Superintendent Tez admits it is possible they may not find the answers they're looking for, even with the latest DNA technology available. Even if we do obtain a sample, whether we get a result will be determined by the amount of DNA and the quality of DNA. We'll follow this story closely for you over the weeks to come. Thanks, Sean. To
1: Victoria now, and the government is set to go on an education spending spree with its state budget handed down today. The $1.6 billion boost will see 13 new schools built across the state and major upgrades for other facilities, creating more than 3,500 jobs. James Lake is in Melbourne and says it's just not students at primary and secondary level schools who are the big winners.
2: That's right, Tash. The TAFE sector will also score a
1: $380 million boost to help the higher education system take on more students once they leave high school or when people want to reskill. While at preschool level, there will be free three-year-old kinder for asylum seeker and refugee children. The Victorian Skills Authority has also announced $148 million to go towards improving the skills of up to 500 high-performing teachers each year. And to New South Wales, and there are fears the mouse plague that is crippling large parts of the state could be coming to Sydney. Experts say the rodents are likely to migrate by hitching a ride on trucks and food pallets from rural areas. Our reporter Siobhan Caulfield has more from Sydney. Yeah, it's enough to make your skin crawl, Tash. The mouse plague that's now become an economic and health crisis in the bush may well be on its way to Sydney. Video footage has emerged showing mice on pallets or machinery coming into Sydney, while colder winter conditions are expected to bring more of them here as they seek out shelter and warmth. It comes with new mouse sightings reported in some parts of the city, including at Erskine Park and Parramatta, while at Newtown, locals say scrap food collected for charities is already being got at by the pests. Now for the latest in business and finance news this morning, we're joined by Peter Switzer from theswitzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. The opening of international borders has already started in some parts of the world with the EU opening to fully vaccinated travellers.
0: Yeah, but one of the greatest challenges for getting business back to normal is getting the world flying again internationally. Well, the EU has opened its doors to tourists as Europe's holiday season starts, but the start date is yet to be announced.
1: And a high-ranking public servant, Peter, has warned the Fair Work Commission about supporting fast wage increases for
0: low-paid workers. Yes, the unions won't like this one. Just as the Reserve Bank wants wages to grow quickly, Alison Durbin, an employment officer in the Attorney-General's Department, told the Fair Work Commission that the economic uncertainty about our recovery and the threat from the virus means wage rises for low-income workers need to be moderate. Studies from the OECD say when wage rises come too quickly, low-paid jobs are the first to go. As I said, the unions aren't impressed.
1: And a local petrol supplier, Peter, is set to turn green with a tie-up with electric car maker Tesla.
0: It's a surprise. Australia's largest fuel supplier, Ampol, is going green, planning a tie-up with Tesla. And the refiner also says it will push into green hydrogen production at its Brisbane refinery. The times are definitely changing, Tash.
1: And so they should. Peter, thank you. for now with Brett Thomas and Brett the Eels have locked away one of their most important playmakers.
2: Yes, good morning Tash, that's uh, Mitchell Moses who is expecting to formally confirm a three year contract extension in the next few days, so that has happened, they're just putting the final touches on that of course he was chased pretty hard by the Broncos that may have just helped drive up his price a little bit there at Parramatta but now he wants the club to turn its attention to their inspirational uh, skipper Clint Gutherson who is also looking for a new deal. Parrish will be getting onto that straight away to to wrap him up now we've got round 11 kicking off tonight in townsville the cowboys hosting the knights both are coming off losses in magic round newcastle expect them to be pretty fired up uh, their coach Anna O'Brien said last week after they lost to the tigers they weren't tough enough they lose tonight that's five in a row so they should come out firing tonight tash
1: and an afl great has some advice for young saints key forward max king
2: yeah, we talked about a re-signing in the NRL. In the AFL, Max King has reportedly agreed to a four-year extension worth $3 million. So that's around $750,000 a year for a young player who's effectively only in his third season, given he had a knee injury, didn't play in his first season in the AFL. His goal-kicking is one area he needs to tidy up, though. He's kicked uh, 13 goals, 18 for the season, one five against the Cats. Wayne Carey was one of the best exponents of the drop punt in the AFL and had some advice for for
0: him. I tell you what, he'd want to go back and start slotting him through from 20 out directly in front if you're getting paid 750 or go go out, hire someone, go and hire a goal-kicking guru, go and grab BT.
2: Now, Mason Cox at Collingwood uh, spent yesterday in hospital, copped a nasty knock to the throat at training. He tweeted last night though, or actually Instagram, he posted that he is all good. So um, that didn't look great, but just a precaution, they took him uh, to hospital. Hasn't been in the side for a few weeks, but obviously a a popular player at the Magpies, Tash.
1: Glad he's okay. Brett, thank you. Thanks, Tash. And another royal baby is on the way with the Queen's granddaughter, Princess Beatrice, and her husband, Eduardo Mappelli-Mozzi, expecting their first child. A statement from Buckingham Palace confirmed the news overnight, with both families saying they are delighted. Due in the UK autumn, the baby will be the 10th in line to the throne and the Queen's 11th great grandchild. Beatrice is the daughter of Prince Andrew and Sarah Ferguson, and she married last year in a scale back ceremony because of COVID restrictions. And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also find the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Listener.